0: All right, take out your notes please this morning. Have you been reading your little Advent devotional? If you weren't here last week, you probably didn't get one. We have a little devotional, we have some more in the back that you can read every day leading up to Christmas. And I've read mine last week and it has been amazing. And I hope you're enjoying yours too. If not, get one and you can start reading with us. Let me read from Luke chapter 1 verse 28. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary received God's favor. If you're a Christian, if you've asked Christ into your life, then you have received God's favor. The word favor really is the word grace. And when you ask Christ to be your Lord and Savior, he then gives you his grace, he gives you his favor, Favor, but if you haven't yet you'll probably discover down the road that the favor God gives doesn't really look like what most people would think it does most people confuse the favor of God with God giving you favors it's different it's very different And this morning we're going to talk about what the favor of God looks like in Mary's life. We're going to follow her story and in your life as well. So here we go. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. Mary, who's going to be highly favored of the Lord. It's between the age of 11 and 15. That's the age of young women back then when they got betrothed by their parents to be married. Somewhere between there, we're not sure. And we know some things about her life from the Scriptures, but other things we know about her just from the history, from tradition, from studying what happened during that era. So what was her life like before she was highly favored as the angel said. Well, most likely, her whole life she had grown up in a little, tiny, conservative, religious village called Nazareth. It's in the hills of Galilee, and it's not much there, but it is close to the major trade routes that connected uh, Egypt with Mesopotamia. We're not given, again, much detail about her childhood, but probably going back, looking at it historically, this was her life. She probably lived in a small family house made of mud, brick, and stone. And like any other young girl back then, she would have been working like crazy, grinding wheat and barley into flour, baking bread. She would have been tasked with weaving wool into clothing. If her family was rich enough to own some chickens, which a lot of them weren't, and maybe a donkey, which a lot of them weren't, then that would have been her job to feed those animals and of course she was always walking around with a giant water jug her job would have been to go to the well bring the water back go to the well bring the water back and that would have occurred many times every day kind of a average life back then except her village and her whole nation was under the occupation of the Roman Empire now Rome when they conquered somebody they kind of let you Mind your own business as long as you pay taxes and as long as you did not try to rebel. If you did rebellion, you were in big trouble. Very likely, at the outskirts of her village, there were crosses placed. And they executed rebels. And during that time, a lot of people were rebelling against Rome. They would crucify people right outside the city as a sign to indicate don't you dare rebel against Rome so Mary would have as a young girl seen crucifixions she would have grown up looking at the horror of what that was and then years later she would have the horror of seeing her own son be crucified we know that Mary was betrothed to Joseph let me tell you about betrothed because we don't do this anymore betrothed was a ceremony The parents picked out who was going to get married, so they they would have picked out Mary's husband. You're going to marry Joseph. Joseph was a carpenter in the village, Mary's between 11 and 15. And then when you get betrothed, you actually have to have a ceremony with a priest there. So in that sense, it's kind of like getting married, so much like getting married that if you break the betrothal, you have to get a divorce, even though you're really not technically married at all. You're expected for that year of getting ready to be married, to live with your parents, to keep yourself pure, and to obey your parents, to prepare yourself, to plan with your mom and dad for this great wedding that's going to happen in the village. And like any other young, engaged girl, she's probably excited about what this is going to be, marrying this man and what's going to happen. Her life is normal until she's highly favored. What does that look like what does it mean to be favored and what is the favor of the Lord all about let's look at it the angel went to her and said greetings you who are highly favored the Lord is with you Mary was greatly troubled at his words I would be too. never seen an angel I might have seen one without knowing it was an angel but she kind of knew this was an angel pretty scary stuff so she's troubled by the whole thing And wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor. And if you're circling notes, we've got highly favored, circle that. Found favor, circle that. You will be with child and give birth to a son. And you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great. And he will be called the son of the Most High. The Lord will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. Highly favored. Let's talk about favor. If I could give you a definition of being favored, of what favor is, I like this one the most. It's demonstrated delight. If I have favor for you, then I delight in you, and I demonstrate that by how I treat you. Uh, It's finding favor with someone. To have favor means the Lord is in accord with you, He has gracious kindness towards you. Think about a dad who has favor for his son. He loves his son. He wants what's best for his son. He's always trying to protect him from from outside things that would hurt him. And his goal is that that son would grow and mature and flourish as an adult. And when two people have favor to one another, towards one another, they want to be around each other all the time. God's favor is a guarantee of his presence and his provision and power to accomplish whatever special purpose he has for your life. But, and this is very important, favor does not mean that your life is necessarily going to get any easier, despite what you might have heard on TV from certain preachers having favor with God almost certainly guarantees that your life is going to get harder. Did you know that? Well, let's look at Mary. Behold, you have found favor with the Lord. Oh, great. That's exciting. I'm highly favored. you mean, out of all these girls in the village, I'm highly favored. Out of all the people on planet Earth, I'm highly favored. Yeah, you are. Well, what's that going to look like what's going to happen to Mary after the announcement let's work our way through it she's going to become pregnant she's not married now that's not so much a big deal in our society but that was a huge deal 2,000 years ago very likely if you got pregnant outside of marriage 2,000 years ago you would be stoned to death very likely it could happen. didn't always happen, but probably it could. They could say, look what she's done. She's pregnant outside of marriage. They'd bring you together, and your own people in your own village would kill you, stone you to death. But, but if you could avoid that, and she would avoid that, thank God. If you could avoid that, that doesn't mean that your life is now going to be a whole lot better. Listen to what's going to happen. She would have to face the pain and the, of a disappointed and confused husband she'd have to go to Joseph and he would have no other choice but to believe she'd been unfaithful I mean what else was he going to believe until the angel appears and and it cheated on her she would have to endure the stares of the people in the village and the ridicule of the people in the village who saw her pregnant before her marriage to Joseph gone were the happy the dreams of this happy fun like wedding it wasn't going to be like that anymore Later on, this one who's highly favored by the Lord is going to have to travel at nine months pregnant from her town to uh, another town. Basically waddle her way there when she's not on the back of the donkey. Because of a government census, because of a bureaucracy, she'd have to travel when she should be staying home. She'd have to give birth in a barn. How'd you like to do that, ladies? Not a whole lot of fun. Flee for her life and the life of her child into Egypt, only to return years later and face the ostracism of everyone remembering, ah, this is Mary. We remember her story. Here she is in the village. And every time somebody's whispering over in a corner, you think, they're talking about me again. And the endless speculation of who the father really was. Who, is this? who was really the father of Jesus? And then she would see her other children not believe in jesus during the time he was alive on earth this family kind of uh dynamics start to change and shift where there there's some some problems back and forth and then she would see her son be killed on a cross naked on a cross for all the world to see highly favored mary Behold, you are favored of the Lord, highly favored of the Lord. Write this down, please. God's favor is not a carefree and easy life. God's favor is real, and God's favor is wonderful, and we're going to talk about what it is. But what it isn't is a carefree and easy life. I think it's important to talk about that because there is some kind of... Teaching going around that when a person gives their life to Christ that all of a sudden God's favor comes in and Everything turns out great you become healthy and wealthy and beautiful and you never have any issues or problems and and all things work out amazing But it's not true and it wasn't true with Mary and it certainly won't be true with any of us Those who have favor with the Lord they still suffer I know people who are in God's favor and they are sick in their body and they are struggling in their body. And alternatively, people who don't even believe in Jesus you watch their life, and some of them have no sickness. Some of the people who are atheists and want nothing to do with God at all, you watch their life, and it seems like they're incredibly happy, and they got lots of money, and they're, they're very healthy. This, prob- this problem was, was so real in David's time, he wrote all kinds of psalms about it. Lord, why is this? The righteous are going through all this, and, and other folks are, are, are seeming like they're, they're the ones that are being blessed. What's happening here? External things like that are not an indicator of whether God's favor is a part of your life. They could be, but they're not necessarily. Multiple examples in the Bible show us this. Think about people in the Old Testament who were favored by the Lord. Noah was highly favored by God, was he not? And what did that look like? It looked like building an ark for years and decades and being ridiculed by all your neighbors. He was favored, chosen out to do that job. Moses was favored by the Lord. You ever watch the Ten Commandment movie? You'll see what being favored by the Lord looks like as you run for your life, live in the backside of the desert. Well, if getting favor of the Lord doesn't mean that all my problems go away, then why in the world would I want God's favor? Can we talk about that for a moment? There is nothing like living in the favor of God on this earth. Let me tell you some reasons why. With the favor of God in your life, you can have peace in your spirit that your sins are forgiven. I think one of God's greatest gifts is a clear conscience. His favor comes when we put our faith in Christ his favor comes and with it we know that I'm forgiven everything I have ever done in secret that nobody else could see everything I've done to hurt other people things that I am so ashamed of things that I hope you never find out about and you got things you hope I never find out about too every one of those things are forgiven never to be held against me ever as far as the east is from the west, I am forgiven. That is favor. The favor of the Lord means that nothing can happen to me, nothing can happen to me outside of God's will. The favor of the Lord is like, like I have this filter above my head. God puts it there, and he only allows through that filter things into my life that can be used for good. Romans eight twenty eight. he's going to use work all things together for good to those who love God. And nothing can come my way that can't make me stronger, that can't work on my character, that can't help me, that can't be for my good, that can't, God can't work for my good. The favor of the Lord means that whatever dark valley I walk through in life, he will be with me. That I don't have to go through anything alone. No pain, no hurt, no sickness, no betrayal. I never have to be alone. He will be with me. He will never leave me, never forsake me. In everything I have to go through in life, that is the favor of the Lord. The favor of the Lord is when God illuminates your eyes to see the truth and to see little blessings in life and appreciate them. The favor of the Lord is an ability to give you peace and happiness on the inside when you are able to rejoice over little things that happen and you're not bugged by huge things that you don't have in life. Highly favored of the Lord. I gave my life to Christ when I was 21 years of age, and I have been highly favored ever since that moment. Highly favored. If I died tonight, I would go to heaven. You talk about being favored. (laughs) All of my sins are forgiven. God has been with me every moment. God has helped me through all the hurt and the pain and the guilt and the shame highly favored of the lord mary's going to experience all of that but not yet for now there are questions for now there are how is that going to work for now there is i'm not sure i even want this highly favored kind of deal how will this be mary asked the angel since i am a virgin now they didn't have a classes back then on sex education but apparently moms taught their daughters really well and she she understood this whole concept and she thought ah, this is not going to work how's it going to happen and the angel answered the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you so the holy one to be born will be called the son of god even elizabeth your relative is going to have a child in her old age and she who was said to be barren is in her sixth month for nothing is impossible with god uh well god i uh, angel uh speaking for god i i'm not doubting but i i'm saying like how does that work and the angel said well i'll th- tell you how it works it's 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 gonna be supernatural you know your your cousin Elizabeth she's old you know barren for most of her life i mean all of her life never had a child Um, she's gonna now have a child see that's supernatural right well yours Mary is gonna be supernatural like that but like times a (laughs) hundred because it's not not just a matter of you being old and having a child you're gonna have a child without ever being with a man oh she says Wow supernatural like that pretty cool I am the Lord's servant Mary answered may it be to me as you have said wow and the angel left her that is faith that is real faith that is saying yes to the invitation of God to enter into his favor write this down please God's favor always requires our faith response That's how we come to know Jesus. He extends his favor to us by sending his son to the earth to die for us. And to receive his favor, we just have to respond in faith and say, yes, I believe that Christ died for me. I receive him as my Savior. Our faith response means his favor enters our life. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea where she entered Zachariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. Now, this is an interesting part of the story. Why does she hurry away right away? Uh, Why does she leave on the first stage out of town, so to speak? Why is she going to go visit another town to see her cousin Elizabeth so quickly? And I loved it this week. I read all the people's ideas that they've had, like why she left right away. Some said she wanted to go and just confirm with Elizabeth what the angel said, just to confirm her own faith, to strengthen her own faith. Some said she wanted to go and talk to Elizabeth because, man, they both had these supernatural experiences. And sometimes in life, you need somebody else who can understand what you're going through to talk to you about it. Somebody else said maybe she wanted to get out of town before she started showing. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I can kind of see that as well because nobody might know she's pregnant now, but pretty soon they're all going to know. And Maybe she wants a little reprieve in another place where she can debrief and process all that before she has to return home again to face Joseph and her parents and his parents and the whole village When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leapt in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But Elizabeth says, But why am I so highly favored? Circle favored again. It's throughout this whole story that the mother of my Lord should come to me. As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. You you know who the baby in her womb was? It was John the Baptist, the baby in my womb, leapt for joy. That's kind of cool. Blessed is she who has believed, and what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. And Mary said, my soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations shall call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things, holy is His name. You know what God's great favor is all about? It's inviting you into His story. God is inviting Mary into His story of redemption for all of mankind. Mary, your life has meaning, it has purpose. It's not just lived in isolation and you live and you get married and you have kids and you work and you die. It's not about that. I'm inviting you into something that's going to last forever. Uh, I'm I'm inviting you into my story of redemption for mankind that I have been planning for all of eternity that I've initiated uh, with you by bringing my son into the world through you. I'm inviting you into something bigger than you that Is God's favor. Write this in, please. God's favor is an invitation to his fellowship and into his story. There is something inside of every one of us that knows there has to be more to life. There has to be more to life than just living and getting old and then dying it's something innate within every human life has to have more meaning than that Uh, one of my favorite brooks and dunn songs uh, is called believe and towards the end uh, one of the lyrics is there there has to be more than this there has to be more than this and there does who put that thing in us that there has to be more than this why is it universal god put it in us And something in us knows that our lives will only have meaning as they're connected to something that was going on before us and will live long after us. I think the favor of God, the greatest favor God shows us is when he says, you, come into my story. You, I'm inviting out of your quiet life of desperation. You, I'm inviting you out of a life that doesn't seem like it has any purpose or meaning. I'm inviting you in to the greatest adventure of all. My story to redeem mankind, to undo what happened with Adam, to create for myself a church, a people, an eternal family that's going to live forever. I'm inviting you in. First of all, I'm inviting you to come to know me, and then I'm inviting you to share the story, my story, with the world. I'm inviting you to become connected with other Christians in a local church. I'm inviting you to discover your gifts and talents and and decide where can I serve in such a way that it's going to make a difference in reaching out to people that don't know Jesus. I'm inviting you in to a family where you can find love and fellowship and pray for one another and care for one another. I'm inviting you into something that's going to send missionaries out, support missionaries. I'm inviting you into something that's committed to letting other people outside of it know that there is a God that loves them, that died for them, that arose again on the third day. Your life can have meaning. I'm inviting you into something that's going to last forever that's involved in the greatest purpose of the universe i think that's being highly favored by the lord i was talking to my wife a little while ago and through this subject and we said have we been favored by the lord and we wrestled through it and thought about it and you know and, and, and we came to this conclusion the same one in scripture that the greatest favor the greatest indication of god's favor is that our life has mattered. <laughs> Isn't that something? That your life matters. That's the favor of God. Everything we do matters. That's God's favor. Worship team, would you return today? Now, did Mary know all of this? Absolutely not. What did she know? I'm pregnant. And I'm, a, I'm barely a teenager. Let's give her the benefit of being 15, okay? <laughs> I'm 15 years old and I'm pregnant. Wow, that's all I know. And all I know is this is not supposed to happen in my village. And my whole life is going to be very, very impacted by this. That's all she knows for now. But she hears the words, highly favored. And now, 2,000 years later, we know Mary's name, do we not? We know the key role she played in God's story of redemption for the world. She was highly favored. Every year we sing about her. That's <laughs> pretty highly favored. Every year we tell her a story of how she said, Lord, be it unto me as you have said. Every year we tell the difference she made for the world. That's a life that matters. And that's your life. if Your life is connected with his story. So Mary, did you know? I love this song. Mary, did you know? She didn't know it all. We don't need to know all that God's going to do, but we are highly favored. Don't be moved by what you see on the outside. Your bank account goes up and down. You get well. You get sick. People leave you. That's life. This is not heaven. But highly favored has to do with something else altogether. Let's stand and sing.